cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us again this week, we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! Are you sick of me yet? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... No, just regular sick. <laughs> Please don't answer that honestly. Okay. <laughs> um, I it's my week. It's Paige's week. It's Paige's week. So hey. this this one comes courtesy of the head of web design at my day job, who is super into cults. Apparently, what about the shoulders, knees, and toes of web design? <laughs> <laughs> They're Sorry. probably into it too. Um, so shout out to Kathy. What what? Thank bow, you, Kathy. Bow. I'm surprised you didn't call her the header. What? The header, because oh, web design. Hey. <laughs> That's for all you fucking nerds out there. I do what you do. <laughs> She's one of those people where, like, she'll get up in meetings and start talking. I'm like, I don't understand any of this, but it is compelling. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I would follow you anyway. Sure thing. Almost like a cult leader. Mm. Anyway, so she reminded me of this one. Now, this was one that I had when we were very first starting this podcast. Someone actually recommended that we go out to this place. And I was like, I don't have time to go to Utah. Uh, but thank you for <laughs> telling me about this. Um, and I had totally forgotten about it until Kathy brought it up because she has some artifacts. I don't know exactly <gasps> what they are. She did not completely disclose. She's like, it's not appropriate for work if people can hear us. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, so today we're talking about Sumum. Yeah, that's the name. Okay. You're welcome. I mean, <gasps> Sumum. Sumum. What about Pops? Hey. Okay. okay. Oh, leave Pops out. So uh, Sumum is a lot like a Thelema or even a weird Hollywood youth in that they're pretty much harmless. They're not hurting anybody. Nobody's, well, one person died, but of natural causes. Um, There's no mass suicide. No one's being kept against their will. They're just a little weird, (laughs) a little out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. Um, And as such, we've got very few sources on them outside of their own website, which is more than enough. Uh, If you ever have... The chance, uh, S-U-M-M-U-M dot U-S is their website. Boy, oh boy, um, is that not easy to remember. <laughs> it's a lot of U's and S's. It's the Mississippi of names. And so <laughs> uh, our main source is their website. Uh, additional sources are National Geographic, uh, Wall Street Journal, and Pleasant Grove City versus Sumum. <laughs> oh, great. Ooh, Court cases. <laughs> so wait. a definition I found on the internet is that sumum means highest. I don't know how accurate that is. Can you take me higher to a place where Mormons drink? (laughs) That's exactly what's going to happen right now. Um, I'm so excited. For a bunch of guys who can't smoke any weed, they sure know about getting higher. Hey. (laughs) 
Let's go there. Uh, <laughs> I, I dated a Nickelback slash Creed fan for a while. Um, oh, no. Yes. I I would routinely uh, read his texts to my friends in Scott Stapp voice. It was, it was a common occurrence. <laughs> How long did you date this person It was ne- It was very casual. Was this a dark period? Jesus Christ, Paige. You want to see a picture? I can Here. show you a picture if you want. Look at this what? photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do it, it makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> also had a sword collection. Uh, oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah. He's a nice dude um, with questionable hobbies. Um that's the story of my life. <laughs> nice dude. Questionable hobbies. <laughs> so on their website, their their front page of their website, uh, it, it I'm gonna pull it up for you guys so you can see the magic. So on their website, you'll see a pyramid and then a pentagram as the moon. And then some hieroglyphs that mean nothing. And then it just says, the force of creation has arrived and is established. I will say, this uh, <laughs> this pyramid also just looks like the outcropping on the top of a roof. Well, there's a reason for that. We'll get to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this looks like some dude got drunk on the weekend. I was like, I could make a pyramid. You it are doesn't. not far off at all. <laughs> That's very close to what actually happened. Daryl, get off the roof! I'm making a pyramid! Yeah, no, that's except that his name is Corky instead of Daryl. What? (laughs) Well, let's get into this. Okay, so on their website... Oh my uh, god, how rare is it that you out trashy a name like Daryl? I know, right? (laughs) You didn't think it was going to happen. So... If you go to their About Us section on their website, it says uh, that they are a tax-exempt organization incorporated in the state of Utah in 1975, which is accurate. Uh, they're a nonprofit established to, quote, reintroduce a most ancient philosophy based on natural principles of creation that underlie all phenomena and form the framework of existence. And then it says, Sumum is an informal gathering of people who are seeking to understand themselves, to know who they truly are. Sumum is not about doctrine, dogma, or beliefs, but about gaining experiences that will awaken us to the spirit within and to our place in the matrix of creation's formulations. This sounds like a bunch of guys who do acid. That's basically what's going on. I mean, there's no acid necessarily that I found particularly. Um, Well, if you're looking for acid, call Cosmo. Call Cosmo at 323. Um, so here's the thing about this religion I'll call it a religion they kind of grab bag from a million different things to kind of cobble together into their own thing so they take from a lot of the tenets of hermeticism which we covered on Thelema Um, they consider themselves Gnostic Christians which is basically Christianity plus hermeticism which is a lot of nerd shit. It's this is a very nerd shit organization. Yeah. Thelema, just for a quick reminder, is Aleister Crowley's religion, who mm. is the the father of sex magic, essentially. Right. So it has a lot of like pagany roots. It's it's stuff. got a lot of pagany roots. The the interesting thing about this one is it's like Egyptian pagan roots. However, they also follow the Tibetan Book of the Dead. 
Oh, and, fuck yeah. And on their website, they, A, sell copies of a book, of the Tibetan Book of the Dead, um, and basically just list, they're like, death is inevitable, prepare yourself, is what it says. I mean, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Uh, but the best part about it is they took part in a documentary for National Geographic about the Tibetan Book of the Dead, uh, voiced by Leonard Cohen, yes. like, musician <laughs> Leonard Cohen, which yes. meant that I had to go... And, like, type into actual Google, was Leonard Cohen mummified? Because that shit's going to come up later. (laughs) What? Uh, No, he was not. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, But he was very obsessed with death. Um, So, yeah, let's let's dive into this. So, uh, in 1975, uh, Claude Corky Rex Nowell, who is the founder of Sumum, um, says that he began to have a series of encounters with highly intelligent beings who he now refers to as the Summa individuals. He describes them um, as, he refers to them as neaters in the ancient e- Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yikes. N-E-T-E-R-S. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, Wait, I don't understand. I'm sorry. Essentially, he believes in ancient aliens. If you've watched an episode of Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, that's what this is. I watched but it, as but a I was belief distracted system. by the hair. Oh, as you would be. <laughs> and the guy that's just like, aliens. Yeah, and you're like, just, dude, I'm like... we didn't even ask yet. Um, yeah, so essentially he believes that supreme beings from outside of Earth spoke with the Egyptians and spoke to him directly about how to stay in tune with creation. And they're saying Sounds like logical. they're saying supreme as in like uh, people beings that have been here before us in and, those fancy hooded sweatshirts. Yeah, and that <laughs> like no, some no fifth more, element shit. Yeah, they're not saying supreme cool. like Taco Bell supreme, which just means add sour cream. <laughs> which why don't we always exactly? If I met someone that was made of sour cream and still sentient, I would consider them a supreme being. <laughs> I am sour cream, ma'am. <laughs> Um, so... I'm good until October. (laughs) Uh, so during one of these encounters, uh, he says that they gave him a new name, Summum Bonum Amon Ra, which he actually... Bonum! I hardly knew it. Okay, Uh, I'm sorry. You're welcome. (laughs) But he did change his name to that legally in the courts. Okay. Okay. Uh, but he prefers to go by Corky. So he goes by Corky Ra. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh my Corky god. Bonum Ra. So I would like to read from for you from their website an essay that Corky has written entitled The First Encounter. Yes. So he he prefaces it with some bullshit about the Big Bang that no one cares about. Um <laughs> except for scientists and everyone ever. Right, but that's really not important to this story. It doesn't enter it in at all. So this is Corky Ra's actual story. I had been an elder in the Mormon church, married with two children, and well-educated. I didn't possess the mental quote-unquote space or openness to accept the events which happened to me. Originally, I thought these beings had come into my life to suit their own purposes, using me to fulfill their ends. I can say that I now know how it feels to have an encounter of the type so often spoken in history. I know how it feels to touch beings not of this world, what they look like, how they smell, and how it is to, quote-unquote, be with them. Okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> this dude was boning them raw? Shh. Corky raw. 
<laughs> I know how they behave, where they come from, and why they contacted me. In retrospect, I can see that what happened to me did not cause fear or anxiety except for when my quote-unquote ego refused to accept the reality of the encounter. In 1974, I had finished constructing a den in my new home. The home was built for me by my father and was situated in an exclusive area of the Salt Lake Valley, located at the base of Mount Olympus, and it had a fabulous view where you could see from one end of the valley to the other. I was the administrative manager for a large supply company in Salt Lake City, and after work, the normal greetings to wife and children, I would go down into the den and relax for a few minutes before dinner. Sitting on the carpeted floor with my back against the wall, I would close my eyes and just rest. There was no noise, just total silence, complete calm. It was a wonderful way to relax from a hectic day. After several months of this form of relaxation, I began to notice a ringing in my ears. The more I listened to it, the more intense the ringing became. So he does this for a couple months. Uh, he says that during this time, my wife and I began to perceive the world from two totally unrelated perspectives. And their I marriage dissolved. I wonder why. I know. Uh, hey, in- honey, I was thinking maybe we could go out dancing. I'm talking to aliens, Barbara! <laughs> in 1975, uh, after seeing clients all day, he says that... Uh, I clo- he'd return home, I closed my eyes, turning my attention away from all outside noise, and towards the sound within my mind, it became very intense. Suddenly, I was totally engulfed by the sound. Every cell of my body vibrating. Vibrations are very important in this religion. They're really <laughs> Yeah, they are. Am I right, ladies? Hey. Hey. Uh, it seemed as if the sound was coming from both outside and inside of me simultaneously. It was completely encompassing. Feel those good vibrations. Feel those good vibrations. Uh, Instantly, I opened my eyes and found myself standing next to an enormous pyramid. (laughs) Okay. I was neither frightened nor concerned. You should be, dude. Those don't just appear out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was totally, I was in a totally aware state of consciousness. There were no questions in my mind such as, why am I standing next to this huge pyramid? I'd heard about pyramids from my studies of world history in school, but I knew little about them. (laughs) I was fascinated by it. Um, It turns out there was also a second structure next to it. So, um, I saw another structure. The second structure had a round convex shape like a flattened ball. You know yeah, you know how balls deflate when you're done using them. Anyway, so oh wow, it's because of all those good vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then it looks like I made my own sour cream man. Okay, oh. all right, I'm so sorry. It was also very large, appearing to be about 100 yards in diameter, so like the size of a football field. Boy, Corky, you're getting fat. Yeah, <laughs> you're very large. Wait, Corky was big or the no, pyramid? The, the building was big. Okay, the, that makes more yeah. sense. Oh, never brain. mind. <laughs> I walked right up to the structure, feeling drawn towards it. I felt compelled to walk through its wall, and I did. Hey, get up in here, Corky. <laughs> so he goes on. Uh, passing through the wall, I found myself in a large mm. room. <laughs> yes. Get inside of this room. <laughs> Resonant with light radiating from the air. The walls, floor, and ceiling looked like they were made of very thick glass. I just had it redone. (laughs) (laughs) Ahead of me, about 30 feet away, stood a group of individuals. They looked like humans, but they were different. Both male and female individuals were there. Their appearance was striking. They were so beautiful, so elegant, that I could not take my eyes off them. 
They established a high-level telepathic link with my mind, and I instantaneously understood them. I knew of their origin, their work, and their purpose. They guided me across the room and directed my attention to the area on the floor. Out of the floor rose an elliptical glass-like shaft. <laughs> Quirky, this is where it gets fun. Approximately 18 by 10 inches in size. Oh my god. I watched it rise from the floor and looked into it. Concepts started streaming through my mind. It seems as if I had been standing there for a lifetime, for several lifetimes. So penetrating were these concepts. Flo- these are his words. Someone made him Flowing a giant glass dildo. My mu- oh, there's on more than one. To understand it. Corky, I told you I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> I subsequently learned that the glass-like shaft was a form of crystal. That as I looked down into it, there was another crystal shaft protruding from the ceiling towards the back of my head. Okay. With newfound appreciation, I'm reminded that recorded history makes mention of telecommunication taking place through crystals. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing in the world. It's a real crystal shaft. Moment. Well, no, here's the thing. I get, I get people enjoying crystals and whatever. It- oh boy, did he enjoy my crystal? <laughs> but when it's one of those things where it's like. Like, he, he tries to argue that uh, crystals were used widely in the Bible, and I'm like... No. This crystal made him wide, if you know <laughs> what I mean. And I'm like, I don't know. And the Torah, I'm like, no. I love that we've just accepted Mondo has a robot voice. <laughs> I am alien. the pyramid. Oh. All hail the pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> that makes way more sense. Um. So, Yeah. That's what happened to him. Uh, he, he woke up to find himself sitting on the sofa in the exact spot where he started the experience. So. Dude. Yeah. So he, he went to an alien stadium and was confronted by many shafts and then came back. I feel like he just did acid and went to a gay nightclub. Yeah. Very possible. We're like, why? Also, for some reason, the first thing you said with Crystal Shaft was a crystal statue of Shaft from the movie Shaft. <laughs> I'm only talking about aliens. Um, so um, he returned and immediately um, decided to study the quote unquote principles of creation that they had told him about. Incidentally, these are also included in a book of famous hermetic sayings. <laughs> so like... He kind of just rewrote a book that was public domain and then called it his book. His... Copyright infringement. This is the thing I'm most disturbed about. <laughs> is man, plagiarism. That was, that was parallel thinking. Yeah. So um, pretty much all of his seven principles come from the Emerald Tablet of Hermes Trismegustus. Trism- Megustus. Yeah, that's T R I S M E G I S U or S T U S. Tres me gustas. Hey, tres me gusta. Tres me gustas. I love it. Me gusta me. Okay, so here are his seven sumum aphorisms, which are also seven tenets of hermeticism. Uh, one, the principle of psychokinesis. And under this, he puts summum is mind and the universe is a mental creation. So it's all in your head. Oh, fun. Another one of these. Yep. Uh, two, the principle of correspondence. As above, so below. Oh, I thought it was going to be always text her back. <laughs> <laughs> 
so below. So <laughs> below. Uh, the principle of vibration. Lube it up first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing rests. Everything moves. Everything vibrates. Oh. oh. Call me if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, number four, the principle of opposition. Everything is dual. Everything has an opposing point. Uh, the principle of rhythm, everything flows out and in okay. and out and in <laughs> and out and in. Uh, the principle of cause and effect, every cause has its effect, every effect has its cause. Or every action has an equal and opposite reaction, essentially. Uh, number seven, the principle of gender. Gender is in everything and everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Um, so he argues that all seven of these principles underlie all phenomena and can be found at work or wherever you look. Um, they form the basis for all religion, philosophies, and science. And they are discussed at length in his book. He would love for you to buy his book. I don't buy regular books. I, I don't know. know. I know. The last book I bought was a very racist book. For oh, me. No. I still owe... I yeah, have, yeah, I yeah. Well, I bought you that book, and then I bought myself several racist <laughs> books. <laughs> um, so, it's for an upcoming show. I don't just keep racist books around for fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever, dog. No, it's you. We're we may be working on some more white supremacist shit. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, at one point on this website, it just says this sentence: nectar and meditation, sexuality and mummification. Then throw in a pyramid for an eclectic dynamic mix, as if they're selling you this cult at three in the morning on TV. It also sounds like the world's worst mixed cocktail. Yeah, no, it's real bad. I was just like, why are we combining all of this? So they're super into meditation. Um, that's their biggest thing, uh, is meditating. Other than my huge shaft. <laughs> Sensing the vibration of the shaft. Oh, my God. Um, so they say uh, they, they have some entries on meditation in their website. Uh, one of the methods of meditation they promote is sexual ecstasy. Call me. <laughs> yeah, that'll really... Every time I do that type of meditation, it really calms me down. <laughs> Go right to sleep after. I get very hungry, but that's fine. <laughs> so, Well, I always make sure that my I get my meditation instructor. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> Alright, I tried to be funny. You know it, what? Sometimes the harvest should just sit one out and then we can try it later in the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, some of them views the basis and foundation of all creation as a copulation between two subjective states referred to as the grand opposites. Which is a lot of nerd way of saying everything be fucking dog. The magic is in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so they they argue that sexual ecstasy is essential in bond making and bond breaking, and that this meditation, along with other meditations, awaken your spirit, and they consider awakening your spirit to be genuine religion. So uh, they publish a sex book. You can buy it. It's pretty easy <laughs> to find. Um, and it is lots of... Weird tips. It's it's sex sex from the ancient world, basically. Try. Oh. So here's what you're gonna want to do. All right, you're gonna want to put one finger in her ass and one finger in her third eye, <laughs> which is also her ass. Just two <laughs> fingers. No. Jesus Christ. Oh, the eye is on the forehead. You'd need really big fingers. Um, 
So, during the mid-1980s, they reintroduced the art of mummification. Oh. The way the Egyptians do. Oh, the art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The art. Um, so, they consider it to be a new state of being. It allows for permanent preservation of the body so that the soul of the departed can be guided by the means of the science known as transference. So, they actually offer this as a service on their website where you can buy a sarcophagus and then you can entrust your remains to them after death and they describe on their website how they remove your organs and preserve your body and then seal you back up into the sarcophagus. Ooh. Gross. Okay. So Corky's sarcophagus sits in the pyramid. Is Corky dead? Corky died in about 1980. Oh. In the 80s. Um, and he was their first mummy. Oh, so Ooh. they actually followed through with it. They full on followed through with it. Uh, okay. They also offer a service that mummifies pets. Oh. I wonder, their first mummification can't be good. There has to be some trial and error. Like, yeah. he's missing fingers. Like, <laughs> some, something happened. Um, so he's propped up in the pyramid, and you can live stream... Uh, services from the pyramid on Wednesdays and Saturdays where they read from his philosophy book next to his sarcophagus. Can can you see his body? And you can see the sarcophagus. Is it a crystal? No, it's gold. Okay, so there's no shaft involved. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Um, but they primarily use the pyramid. So the pyramid was built in, like, 1979. So, like, 1975, he meets the aliens, and then it took him, like, four years to assemble the pyramid. I have some pictures of them assembling the pyramid. I thought that this was kind of, like, out in the desert somewhere. No, it's just, like, in his backyard. How big is this pyramid? <laughs> it's 40 feet tall and 26 feet wide, and it follows a perfect geometric ratio, and there's crystals in all of the points. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, which is not, it's not huge for, like, people to meet up in. Right. Okay. Um. So, I mean. I mean, it's not big enough for a huge glass dick and a bunch of people to there, be inside there? Well, there's a there. big sarcophagus in it, so you can kind of see, they originally built it out of wood. Yeah, I see that. So, like, it's it's big. I mean, but it's not, like... like It's, it's not the pyramid's big. Yeah, Guys, exactly. I'm gonna say this again. I'm a grower, not, not a, a shower. shower. So it was originally built out of wood, and then they covered it in, like, steel roofing siding. But if you look here, it's just, like, in a backyard. Just, like, kind of behind somebody's house. Imagine house the neighbors, like, God damn it, my property values. I used to have a great view. Now there's a goddamn pyramid. They didn't even get a permit. So here's the thing. Hey, our dude's dead in here, by the way. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so the sanctuary was completed in 1979, at which point some of them had to register it as a winery. So it's technically a winery. What? Because the primary function for the pyramid is for them to create, quote unquote, heavenly nectars. Which is like wine? It's it's totally wine. It's basically wine. Although they say that the wine uh, forms crystals while it's in the pyramid. Oh my god. I don't really know how that happens. But what's really funny is they're like, it's not wine. It's a nectar. You sip it. And then that helps you absorb the philosophy better. Um, but then they do have it as red and white. 
<laughs> so I'm like, it's okay. wine. It's wine, dude. Uh, so they use the pyramid to make nectars. That's their biggest thing. Um, they also, at one point, tried to copyright the pentagram as a logo. And I'm like, hot okay. topic, be you too, that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, like I said, they kind of pick and choose from all kinds of different religions. So they have one logo that they like to use where... If you're familiar with Egyptian iconography at all, there's like a pharaoh symbol where it's basically wings out to either side with a circle in the center. Mm-hmm. They have that with the wings and then the circle in the center is a pentagram. Because here's the thing. It's like for as much as Corky loves Egyptian iconography, he doesn't know a ton about Egyptian history. He thinks he does, but he really does not. Um, in On the website, <laughs> they actually say... Current evidence indicates Egyptian civilization was complete at its beginning, and there are no signs of a period of development. That's that's not true way at all. not true. That's so not true. true. That's the most untrue it could possibly be. Um, and you could say the same about the Romans. It's not that the Romans didn't have a period of development. It's that different societies evolved to create new societies. Well, and they, they intermixed and kind of borrowed and yeah. stole from the societies that they were conquering or intercountering. Exactly. So I have a question. Was Rome built in a day? No. No. Huh. Mm-mm, it was not. Little known fact. Um, they also believe that, so there's seven creationist tenets, or not creationists, there's seven tenets of creation um, they believe are the original Ten Commandments. So there's a thing in the Bible, which I had forgotten about. I had to like go back into the Bible and be like, wait a second, what? Um, so when Moses brought the Ten Commandments down, the first set of Ten Command- of Commandments that he brought, he brought down from the mountain and the Israelites were worshiping a golden calf. So he broke those tablets and punished and killed a lot of people. And then he had to go back up the mountain to get the second set. <laughs> they believe that first broken set were their seven tenets. Oh, damn. They just, like, etch a sketch, like, scotch tape that back together. Like, it's still good, dude. It's still good. These are ours. Um, here, There's no proof for that. In fact, I would argue that that's definitely not the case. There are not necessarily words. Like, their, their tenets include language, words, and and concepts that are so much more modern than would have been around at the time of the Ten Commandments, especially when they're like the law of psychokinesis versus the Ten Commandments, where it's like, don't kill people. I love how Don't sleep with each other's wives. I love the idea that God's like, fuck, you broke that first set with the real secrets? I'll just dumb them down for the... I forgot what I wrote the first time. (laughs) Like, he, like, wrote, like, he, like, spent ages, like, writing the first ten, and the second ten, he's like, ah, fuck it, I don't know, and just, like, wrote it I like this concept that God is, like, Lil Wayne. I don't know if you know anything about Lil Wayne, but how we record songs is they just let it record, and then he'll just freestyle, and then whichever one sounds the best, they're like, yeah, let's go with that one. That explains so much to me. Yeah, that's why Lil Wayne used to do, like, five remixes for his own songs. It was just the unused versions. Um, and that that essentially comes from Exodus 32, if you want to read about that. Uh, they also claim that the Freemasons stole their symbols. <laughs> Bunch of fucking thieves. Well, here's the problem, though. I'm like, the Freemasons have been around way longer than you. Like, you can't just be like, yeah, you stole our sacred symbols. It's like, no, you weren't a thing until the 70s, and the Freemasons have been around forever. So on the website, there's a whole page of, like, all these notable people are Freemasons, so they were actually our religion. And it's like, no, you can't just claim people 
from other religions. It's really crazy. They're super into yoga um, because they believe that yoga is white also people. their religion. Yeah, it's a lot of white people. Um, I'd like to, at this point, show you some pictures of Corky. Yes, please. I cannot wait. Is so it m- pre or post mummified? Um, pre. Okay. Pre mummified. Okay. I'm into it. Think about what you think Corky looks like. Hmm. I assume he has a mustache because it's the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I I I feel like he's probably like fairly cut in this you know that 80s way okay like dad bod cut you know with the polo shirt and the big mustache maybe some chest hair i'm just describing my own father uh oh Oh, god (laughs) this got dark real quick i was like i bet my dad could lead a cult (laughs) (laughs) biological dad not stepdad uh so here's a picture of the inside of the pyramid so they've got some Handy arts and crafts, a lot of peacock feathers, and then room dividers purchased from Ikea, it appears. So it it looks like a weird, like the weirdest man cave. It's very sex dungeon-y. Very. Oh, <laughs> here's probably my favorite thing that I found on the website. They have this quote. It says, I'm trying to free your mind, Neo, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. Morpheus in the 1999 movie <laughs> The Matrix. <laughs> so this is Corky. Oh my god! It looks like Paul Newman. <laughs> it does kind of look like Paul Newman. My first thought was he looks like oh Wally Shawn. He looks like he owns Princess Bride. all the cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really sad to see the guy that stole Woody in Toy Story 2 didn't get any better. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm still really bummed that I'm having so much trouble finding it on their website because there's another one. That's one of them, yeah. So that's oh, he a, does own all the cats. That's a cat <laughs> sarcophagus. Oh my god. This man has a special relationship with cats and he worships the pussy. They, <laughs> they also... Um, they have pictures online of the mummifying process, both for humans and Oh pets. my god, yes, I want to see this. So okay. here's here's the process. As someone who has done taxidermy on found birds. That's true. <laughs> that was a creepy sentence. It's not that creepy. I'm a fan of taxidermy. Have you also well. done taxidermy? I've not done it. Okay. I just I just enjoy looking at it. Look, I went to art it. school and I can get credit for almost anything. So I took some weird turns. There you go. So um, here's a basic outlining of their process. So um, this is a body. Okay. In a, I believe they use this to dehydrate. I'm not 100%. It's Um, just. (laughs) It's there. Uh, So the body of the deceased is transported uh, to a local funeral home where it's prepared for traditional viewing and funeral services. So this takes place after your funeral. Um, So following the service, um, the funeral home will prepare the body and transport it to Summum in Salt Lake City, where the mummification rites begin. Did they have to get, like, a licensing to do this? They did. This is how they got their nonprofit licensing. Because Interesting. it's, quote-unquote, a religious service. Fascinating. And they do it based on donations. Okay. Yeah. So, the rites of transference begin and are officiated as the body is bathed and cleansed. An incision is made to remove the internal organs. The organs are thoroughly cleansed and placed back in the body, and then the incision is left open so that organs receive further treatment. 
So then the body is immersed. I'm guessing that's what we saw is that tray. Yeah. Yep. Um, with a special preservation solution made up of certain liquids, some of which are chemicals used in genetic engineering. Um, I don't know what they mean by that. Yeah. Uh, the body remains submerged for a period of time. Uh, long enough to achieve maximum penetration <laughs> as the rites of transference continue. Uh, the body is removed from the immersion slash baptismal tank, cleansed again, and then covered with a lotion. They don't specify. It rubs just, the lotion on its mummy skin. Ugh, <laughs> I just like the term maximum penetration because I, I feel like they're using it the same way as Supreme. Like, is penetration not enough for you? Penetration with sour cream. <laughs> Several layers of cotton gauze are wrapped around the body. A polyurethane membrane is applied over the gauze, forming a permanent seal, and then follows a layer of fiberglass and resin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's ugh. that's a lot. It's overkill. I would the say. The thing is, is like so resin creates so much heat. Yeah. That it damages almost anything. Anything it touches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the mummy is taken within a pyramid building to continue the rites of transference. Uh, it's then encased within a bronze or stainless steel mummy form, and then the mummy form is filled with an amber resin, completely surrounding the mummy and protecting the perfection that has been created. Openings in the open- the perfection perfection. The openings in the mummy form are welded closed, and the mummy form is enshrined within a mummy sanctuary or interred in a local cemetery. Let's see if you. They had pictures of the coffins. Yeah, this is a cat sarcophagus. Mummy bear? What? Yeah, so they have a different website for their mummification. So you can see right here that they're mummifying a cat. That's so weird. I mean, so what's what's the reasoning to them to, like, mummify the body? Because, like, they're damaging it. It's no longer useful. They believe that you're preserving it. But why? I don't know. So another sarcophagus option you have is this kind of silver bullet situation <laughs> from uh, Search. <laughs> it looks like the one from Search for Spock. Uh, and oh it's just got God. things written on it. And it's got the seven... Um, those seven traits written on it or they do like full-blown walk like an egyptian realness or just regular ass coffins man i want that gold coffin that's what i'm about they're sarcophagi guys can you can you put some fucking respect no, on that their one name was definitely a coffin <laughs> um so here's the craziest thing about sumum and why they're so serious about those seven tenets that they talk about, the ones that they believe uh, predate the Ten Commandments, um, they have been fighting to get those placed next to the Ten Commandments in most of the state buildings in U- in Utah. Nice! So wherever there are Ten Commandments, they've been fighting to get this placed alongside it as like a crazy obelisk. And they're even offering to donate the monuments <laughs> And people are so opposed to it that many of these buildings have just taken down the Ten Commandments. They're just like, <laughs> nobody gets statues. I love this cult now. So, I mean, in one, and here's the thing it's like, as, as somebody who enjoys the Ten Commandments, I still find it pretty funny. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, in one of the cases, the Ten Commandments were in a park. Uh, and there was no other sculptures in the park. So they argue that if you are gonna, if you have the Ten Commandments in that park, that's akin to the government approving of the Ten Commandments and making a religious determination for that park. Which, 
not wrong. Legally, not wrong. hey, that is, you know, as far as the laws of our land, that is not wrong. Uh, and rather than just let them put up a shrine in another part of the park, they moved the Ten Commandments to a cemetery. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's been their current mission, is to get their seven tenets that have a name that I struggle to pronounce set up next to the Ten Commandments or in place of the Ten Commandments. Oh my god. They've only really been able to kind of reach out in Utah to do it, but... I love this so much. It's, it's it, This was funny. my favorite part of it. I was like, oh, this is a hefty ball of crazy. Um, as I mentioned, they do live stream as part of their ritual, I guess. They sip the nectars. The wine. The wine. And then they read from a book of philosophy on Wednesdays. And then on Saturdays, they read back through Corky sermons. <laughs> and on Tuesdays, we got a pretty fun open mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can potentially, you can visit if you're there on a Wednesday or a Saturday. Um, if you're there in time, they'll let you in for the service. So you can actually go in, try the nectars, and listen to their book of philosophy. But this doesn't take place in the pyramid. It does take place in the pyramid. Oh, doesn't it smell? I think because he's sealed in resin, it probably doesn't. Ah, uh, the off-gassing, though. I don't know. It's also been a hefty decade and some change. But how many other bodies do they, they have? They don't keep them. Oh, so they only keep corkies there. They yeah. only keep corkies and there. And then they offer this as a service and people still have to have like a burial area. Yes. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. I was like, logistically, where are you going to put them? Yeah. You got to get your own pyramid, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's corky deciding to pull from a number of different religions, believing aliens are real, and then deciding that the only logical choice is to mummify people and to build a pyramid in your backyard. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I see where he's going with it. Yeah. I mean, what kind of strikes me is it's definitely, it's more a hermetic order than anything. It's more in tenets similar to like a thalema. Um, but what boggles my mind is A, the inclusion of aliens, and then B, the pyramid. I just don't, because like even Aleister Crowley had an Egyptian phase, but why a pyramid? Bro, pyramids are dope. I mean, like I get pointy, it. You can put stuff in them. It's awesome. <laughs> I quite enjoy the putting of stuff inside of pyramids. <laughs> putting of stuff inside other stuff. That Can is you store this shaft in your pyramid, human. That's kind of my jam. <laughs> Speaking of jam, the nectars you made are pretty great. Great. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm I was kind of fascinated by this. The other thing that fascinates me about any time we run into an alien cult is that they all seem to have the same story about the aliens, which part of me almost makes me want to go like, are they real? Like, oh my God, are they right? Or do you have the thing where a couple people heard one thing and they go, oh, that's what aliens are like. And then, and they then just, everyone just, yeah. yeah which power is the more suggestion. likely. Yeah, sure. But if we eventually all have to have pyramids in our backyard, I told you so. Oh, yeah. I've got a pretty <laughs> spacious backyard right now. I don't now. know why you haven't to? already built a pyramid, frankly. I just don't have the time. For you me. don't have the Ikea room screens. <laughs> 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 you got to pick your logo. And well, you can't pick one that Hot Topic has already co <laughs> copyrighted. This guy was basically just like, what if I took paganism and added aliens, but also Egyptians? <laughs> 
I think uh, I think you should start your own religion and call it Paganism. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, oh boy, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was a thing that happened. All of that. Yeah, you should build a pyramid in your backyard. I kind of want to, you know? It's looking a little bit, like, empty. Or, I mean, do something different. You don't have to do a pyramid. I have a drill. (laughs) She she does. Well, now that you have the drill, we can do anything, We can do anything. I I have a lumberjack boyfriend who builds things. This is really coming together. He's not going to build your pyramid for you. He'll be like, what is this shit? (laughs) So how do you... Okay. All right. Real quick. Sure. Guys. Top three ways to dispose of your dead body. Ooh, oh, yes. Yeah. Number one, Viking funeral. Viking funeral. Oh, that is hot. <laughs> yeah, really. Viking funeral. Uh, my sister is fond of saying that she wants a Viking funeral, but she wants the boat to be filled with potato salad uh, because it was the things that she loved in life. Aww, potato salad? Sweet. That specific potato salad we oh, had on okay. Mother's Day. Okay, all right. That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good potato salad. Um, uh, Which body of water? If you do Viking Ooh, funeral. That's a great one. That is a good... I'm going to go Lake Minnetonka because it was in Purple Rain. I like your logic. Thank you. Thank wow. You. This it, is a poetic funeral. I, like, and I want people them to like show the shot from Purple Rain when Prince is like, cleanse yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Like, that's what I want. Um, but and then it, we'll mean, put a bunch of weird chemicals so the fire is purple too. There you go. Um, and really anything with burning, I need to be burned um, <laughs> because I want to make sure I am dead. I I don't want to be buried alive. You can take my organs for science. I don't care. You just need to burn me. I don't I like. Don't leave any trace, like a vampire. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Andrea, top top way to get burned. Uh, top way to die, I guess. Top, yeah, you said top three. That's this, why I listed three. This is what I really want, is I want to be left in the wild and scavenged by beasts. Okay. And then my body fully returned to the earth. Or... I did have this dope dream where uh, someone... I died, and it was this whole thing with a battle with my cousin in a kingdom, but... Uh, I got buried on this island and a cherry tree grew out of me and my spirit lived in the cherry tree and then sought vengeance on my murderer. And I'm thinking like, that would be pretty cool, right? Would he still be alive by the time a tree grew? I don't understand time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's a dream. I don't know why it's I'm totally a dream. It. But yeah, no, I do like the idea of like being scavenged and like having your body like fully returned to the earth and actually being used for something because it's like I don't really need it. That's you true. know, like take my organs, save people's lives, throw the trash out, let dogs have it or whatever. Okay. It's cool. I'm cool with that. I love how I was trying to add logic to a dream where you could have just been like, and then my teeth fell out, and then <laughs> I saw this dog, but it was definitely also my aunt. I just like the idea of, like, yeah. Decomposition. Do yeah. it. Let's have it. There you I'm, go. I'm down. I'm, I'm down. I mean, if you if you can make sure that I'm for sure dead, uh-huh. that is my... I need You need to make sure I'm dead. I had a conversation with... Uh, I don't know. I Yeah, I talked about it on the podcast. So during my time in Portland, I went to a Scientology center. Oh, what? Mondo special. Yeah, I went to oh, a Scientology yeah, center. Oh, yeah, I listened to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one of the things that they did is they sat me with a nice German woman who was babysitting me, <laughs> basically. 
Exactly. And we were just having a conversation, and I was talking about uh, my grandfather's funeral, because uh, my grandfather recently passed away, and I had to help with the funeral stuff, and I was talking about how expensive funeral stuff is, and I said something along the lines of, uh, to this woman, to this woman who is a real person, I go, uh, wh- yeah, I don't, I don't want any of that. What I want is, uh, just throw me in, like, a freezer, and then the next Halloween, just use me as a decoration. <laughs> And she goes, wouldn't that smell? And I went, that just makes it scarier. (laughs) Um, I did watch a Canadian TV show about Shakespeare one time where a theater director had directions that his skull be removed from his head and then used in a production of Hamlet. Oh, fuck yeah. And that was pretty dope. That is metal as fuck. Yeah, that's real dope. (laughs) Uh, Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, man, if you guys want an invite to the funeral... (laughs) Uh, check out when and when I'll be alive or dead or not at Colt Podcast on Instagram or Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. That was the weirdest way to do that plug, but yeah, follow us, guys. <laughs> and if you want to send us a cool little message on uh, the the emails, go ahead and shoot it over to Colt Podcast Show at gmail dot com. And please leave us a nice review. Or just that'd however, be nice. Tell us how you want to die. Yeah, yeah. That would be dope. What's your favorite way to that. die? What's 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 your what's going on in your head after your head has nothing going on through it? Yeah. And if you want to send us some real ass shit or like, your skull. Or your skull. Send us skull. your skull. Send us your skull. I'll take a skull. Send it Supreme style, filled with sour cream. I like that. You oh, can... it's like a taco bowl, like one of those salads. <laughs> yeah, we'll get some we'll get some Tostito scoops. Yeah. It's a great plan. Send us your skulls. We'll roast it up Viking funeral style. There you go. I'll get the potato salad. Send it uh if you'd like to send us any of these things or anything else not illegal. Uh, Skulls are legal. You carry them around in your head every day. Wow. That is the most sound logic. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Shoot it over to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like Like the the Shining. Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. Yeah, send us your skulls. Do it. And if you'd like to follow me on the social media, see where all my shows are and all my extracurricular stuff is, uh, follow me at Mondo Does Stuff, M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff, and that is Instagram and Twitter. And follow me at Paige Wesley on Twitter and Rampage Wesley on Instagrams. Uh, if you want to find me doing cool stuff, you can follow me at Sundress Comic on Instagram and Twitter, or you can check out my podcast, Andrea Loves Everybody, that both Mondo and Paige will have been on when this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for this one, let's say don't drink the nectar. Ugh. Red or white? Ooh, red. Always red. <laughs> <laughs> Only with a nice uh, medium rare mummy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine a bottle of the red nectar bursting through the, <laughs> the wall. Just like, <laughs> I'm on raw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, don't drink the Kool-Aid, guys. Bye. 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 Don't drink that Kool-Aid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>